0: Welcome to Hashtag Travel Talks. It's your podcast on the latest digital trends in travel and tourism marketing. And here's your host, Nolly Nicholas. So welcome to a new episode of Travelcast. And today I have the pleasure of receiving uh, Berenice. So welcome to my podcast. Hi,
1: hello everybody. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, welcome. So can you present yourself to the
1: audience? yeah sure well um, I'm a Chinese tourism specialist I mean uh, I have been working with the Chinese Alban tourism and China digital marketing uh, those two are my my keywords you can say I'm a Mexican I've been living in China for a while and now I'm based in Hamburg and I help companies and organizations to to uh, create the strategies regarding Chinese urban tourism.
0: Okay. So I contact you because you did a presentation for Travel Massive on the topic of targeting Chinese tourists along their customer journey. So can you tell us why is important to, I would say, target them during all, during this journey?
1: I think that's really important because, um, Chinese tourists are really keen on doing homework. I mean, they they spend quite a lot of time uh, researching and gathering information before a trip. So uh, I think we, we should take this phase into consideration. Uh, I, I encountered that during my career that uh, many of the clients I work with, they say, well, I was waiting for them to come, but that's not really the approach. I mean, you really have to go and target the the clients before the trip. So that's why I think it's very important these uh, touch points before the Chinese reach a destination. And of course, within a destination, it's really important to offer quality uh, products and services uh, that are somehow Chinese-friendly. And I think that's, that's something also that we can... Uh, implement or do better in the
0: future also can you I would say, explain us why what is the opportunity of I would say, targeting those customers in particular
1: uh, of targeting chinese tourists you mean yes Okay. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we have been all seen how Chinese tourists are really are really popular and also traveling everywhere in the world. I mean, uh, in two thousand sixteen, there were one hundred thirty-five million Chinese traveling overseas. I mean, that's a really huge market opportunity. That's important to see and to to know. But it's also important to see these numbers from a closer perspective because not of all of these one hundred thirty-five million Chinese went. Uh, travel long-haul to long-haul destinations I think there are a lot of them that are going to greater China like Hong Kong Macau and Taiwan are still the main destinations but well as the market evolves um it also re- um, it has been it has become more mature and that's why uh, now there are other destinations that are that Chinese also want to visit not just the neighboring countries. I mean, the neighboring countries continue to be uh, um, a big part of the market, but they are looking for new experiences uh, far away, to far away destinations. And, well, most sea destinations are still in Europe and in the USA, but we see how uh, especially young Chinese, they're really keen to go to distant places in Argentina, Antarctica, Brazil, Iceland, Mexico, etc. Okay, so
0: can you, I would say, explain from start to finish the, their customer journey, how they discover the place they want to go or to visit?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I think a lot of this uh, this customer journey is happening online. I, I would concentrate on online platforms that are used by Chinese tourists. Um, I I think it's it's really important to point out that. Well, China is the number one country with most internet users and the users are mostly mobile users. 80% of these users uh, are using an, a mobile phone to connect. And, well, I think this digital usage is uh, happening in, well, Chinese are bringing their their uh, digital equipment with and, and they use it in a destination and before the destination, I can mention some of the of the platforms that they use to to reach i mean to reach uh, to reach information and also to do some bookings
0: okay can you tell us more about those platforms because i uh, we know that China I would say has their own ecosystem mm-hmm. and can you would say for someone who does not don't know about those um, platforms what are I would say the most let say, famous or common platform in China?
1: Sure. Um, I think, uh, well, where Chinese are looking for information, first of all, uh, before going to the platforms, I think it's important to say that uh, much of, of the Chinese travelers are continue to looking for information in travel websites. So these are official or travel related websites or blogs. So uh, around 51% um, of the Chinese travelers in general do this. And social media, well, is still also very used and is, is followed by the travel websites.
0: Is there is I would say, a specific platform because I know some name like WeChat?
1: I mean, from the platforms, um, definitely social media uh, plays an important role and WeChat is the the the. the the app that everybody's using they are they are calling it the lifestyle app because you can do pretty much everything there and um, it's important to say that in china the apps are not so fragmented like in the western world i mean we talk about uh, whatsapp and we think about messaging all, only but in which you pretty much have, you have facebook and whatsapp and videos and everything there are so many things going on in one uh, app and I think that's one of the most active social media platform in in China and it's also the most used also for from Chinese tourists to gather information before traveling.
0: And another question is about let's say, the content and how for example um, European travel ban can I would say write a content on which can appeal to Chinese tourists? How do they think, I would say differently on content or they are thinking the same as in Europe?
1: Oh, well, Chinese are very practical. They would like to get a lot of practical tips and they would like to get a lot of, um, local information. I mean, they would like to have this, this feeling of being a local in a destination. So I think it's it's important to to give a lot of practical tips, a lot of information, and also it should be really visual attractive. I think uh, they they play a lot of it uh, they, they plays a key role in in sharing a post or not, I mean or of or getting the attraction. yeah, it has to be visual attractive.
0: Uh, what about the videos? they also they also love those kind of content.
1: Yeah sure I think nowadays uh, popu- uh this video and live stream is really popular in China and and you you well you can see for example in this uh, platform War, they have a report from independent travelers and 42% of the travelers they said that they become inspiration from a travel video Um, I think video is really important, and it's not just about the normal long-form video, but the short short video. This is semi-professional or self-made videos. Those are really um, important now in China, and they are really commonly used to promote events or to launch products or to give some short pieces of information. And especially, um, these are very much used for key opinion leaders, Okay. So in China, everywhere, especially in uh, Toutiao video, those are one of the platforms that are known for short videos.
0: So the platform in China, which is, my question is, what is the YouTube in China?
1: There is a YouTube version, Yoku, you can say that. Okay. Yeah, and they are specialized in long-form professional-made videos, and a lot of people go there to watch also movies and soap operas.
0: <laughs> okay. And the, is there is other platform, uh, except, I would say, your uh, video platform on social media, is there is other, I would say, website or platform on which brands are also have to be on?
1: I think uh, WeChat is really important because, uh, I mean, there you can pretty much do you can create brand awareness in, in WeChat. You can have your official account and somehow you get a, something like a website in WeChat and then you can share information and link external websites. And also you can have like FIQs or uh, give customer service from there. And WeChat is also really good because you have something like a Facebook wall and then you can share uh, stories, you can share videos, you can share photos. So for create brand awareness, is WeChat a really good thing? Also, you can communicate with possible uh, or current clients and partners. I mean, WeChat has something like um, group chats,
0: okay. and
1: it's pretty much used everywhere nowadays. I mean, all the clients I have, or the the content, the friends that I have in China, they're every everybody's in WeChat, and it's quite common to do business in WeChat, like you're 24-7 there, sharing with your clients or your customer, your partners, you can also do that. Okay. And also, well, you can also offer customer service via WeChat because there is this uh, chatbot function and you also uh, can do some mini programs in WeChat, this is like uh, cloud-based programs that are are in the app, so you don't have to leave the app. There, everything is happening inside WeChat, and some destinations are using it as an in guide, uh, an in destination guide. So you can have information about a destination or about a product or a service. That's also an offer or how to offer customer service via WeChat. Okay, and. and- I think besides WeChat, um, I think it's really important, of course, to be in, so platform, be Yoku for videos or a Atotiao for videos, which are for short videos. But also it's really important that nowadays um, the online routines of Chinese tourists or Chinese citizens, they are quite keen on news reading. So all these uh, websites, uh, well, there is one that is quite important, Jinri to Tiao, and this one uses artificial intelligence to offer a list of headlines, of articles, videos, and information in general. Okay. And this is something that nowadays a lot of Chinese are downloading and are really using these kind of apps to reading news. Okay, and
0: as you're working, I would say, between Europe and China, what did you find? What is the most difficult platform, would say, Western brands to adapt in those platforms?
1: I think um, it's, it's really important to start from the beginning with the strategy. I mean, if you're going to communicate, you have to have a consistent content strategy. And uh, because, I mean, uh, the platforms are huge. And you really have to find a niche, and you really have to uh, adapt your message. I mean, first of all, you have to start with a proper Chinese name. <laughs> I, I think many, many of the web the the, um, the companies they don't they don't really start with that. They start posting and they assume, okay, I just keep my name in English and it should work. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's a good idea to to create a name from the beginning, and. I also think it's a good idea to, to review what the customers are already saying about you because there is a lot of nice information going on and, or there, maybe there is a lot of discussion about a destination or a product or a service. And you need to use this information as well to, to create your content strategy. And, and in that way, you can serve the necessities or the needs that uh, Chinese tourists have. So I think, first of all, it's really important to be consistent. And I think it's also important to open your mind a little bit because the ecosystem is really different. I mean, the digitalization in China is happening really fast. And um, there are some clients that they still don't don't believe why in China they all want to pay with mobile phones, why they, they use QR codes everywhere when QR codes in the Western world are like, not working anymore, so I think this this change of, of perspective is really important and to find out that uh, without this digitalization it's really difficult to to target the Chinese tourists okay
0: uh, maybe I have a question maybe it's quite difficult for you is what do, how do you I would say explain the fact that in China the digitalization is going so far I would say ahead from Europe?
1: Oh, I think, um, first of all, it comes from needs. I mean, uh, you need uh, to be efficient in another way. And I think uh, they they found this, this uh, efficiency uh, via internet, I mean, uh, this efficiency of, of getting things done really quickly. I mean, this is also a Chinese mentality. I mean, uh, Chinese are really uh, fast when they work, and I think uh, this way of paying and doing transactions and doing everything with digital is is, uh, is something that that comes from culture as well. I mean, to get something done quickly okay. and to get the most out of something, and I think the digital world helps a lot. And it's also really interesting to see how the companies are always fighting with each other. I mean, you have these big companies, Baidu, Tencent, and Alibaba, which are every day disrupting the industry, and not just tourism industry, but the industries in general, uh, creating new business models based in digital technology.
0: Okay, so I think we have to go in China if you want to see the future.
1: Ah, sure, definitely. (laughs) I think it's really interesting to see or when the tourists come to, to Europe, they say, hey, why do I have to pay with coins? Uh, I don't get it. And yeah, that's that's uh, something we still need to work on.
0: Yeah. You talk about Booking.com. And what is the ecosystem on the, on the Booking ecosystem?
1: Oh, well, Booking.com is not really big in China. <laughs> I mean, uh, China has their own booking platforms or online tour operators. I think uh, the biggest one is Citrip. Uh, Citrip is uh, is uh, having fast almost uh, the whole market, and Chunar and Elong are also big online tour operators there. Also, you also have something like Expedia, for example, one of the the... Kind of Expedia example would be Tunio, for example, travel e-commerce sites, and you have a lot of vertical travel websites like Qyr or China Trip Advisor. I mean, in there you can you have a lot of user-generated content, for example, uh, travel diaries and itineraries. But you also have the opportunity to do bookings uh, in this web on these websites as well.
0: So, for destination, they need to be on those platforms if they want to promote their places.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, it, it would also be a it's also a good idea to um, to par- to do some kind of like a partnership with these uh, big online tour operators. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think, for example, for the websites that are heavy on user-generated content, a good idea is to create a company profile, share content, and also manage reviews. I mean, that's for free in most of these user-generated content websites. And the online tour operators, the big ones. I mean they don't really have much for free, but you can you can get attractive advertising packages, for example banners or you can do join join campaigns with them. There are kind of like different marketing uh, uh, tools there okay
0: I was asking for the language what do you think um, if a brand wants to communicate the better the better language is English or chinese
1: Well, definitely has to be Chinese. <laughs> Um, I think that's, that's really important because uh, you don't get lost in translation. No, uh, I, I think the message should be really clear when you want to communicate. And the, the, the safest way is to have Chinese staff when, if that's possible. And to have Chinese staff in your destination or, or have someone that can help you uh, with the translation. Uh, if that's not possible, I will I will try to to have some information in Chinese. I mean to have a, a brochure in Chinese or some uh, travel guide in Chinese. I mean something because sometimes, uh, especially uh, tourism products, they are quite historical and there are some explanations that are kind of abstract. So it it would be better if you try and translate that in Chinese. Okay. Uh, uh, but I think it's important because not it doesn't it doesn't mean that the Chinese travelers do not speak English. I mean, many of the young Chinese they have lived they have been living abroad for a long time, but I think it's a, it's a matter of giving face and to acknowledge the Chinese tourists are important and they are big in the international tourism scene. And I think for example, for people that are uh, having contact with Chinese uh, tourists, for example, tour guides or front desk, uh, people, uh, front desk employees, I think it would it be good if they learn some Chinese words just to break the ice, for example.
0: Okay. And I want to know what is the, I would say the impact of influencer in, chi- in China?
1: Uh, you mean like, uh, Opinion leaders or influencers?
0: Yes, yeah, key okay. opinions leaders.
1: Yes. Well, that's uh, that's something that is is quite huge in China. The KOLs on influencers, and um, I think uh, China is quite of. I how do you how do you say it? so? Word of mouth is really important in China. I mean, first of all, you get information, or you you make sure that you know what's the opinion of your family. Mm-hmm. And after that, you make sure that you get the opinion from your friends on social media. And nowadays, you also get the opinion of influencers uh, via social media. I mean, uh, there are some of them that are quite heavy in, I mean, uh, nowadays, there are a lot of influences in kind of like all topics. And um, some of them are quite famous in, in travel. Some of them are in food. I mean, But yeah, this is something that definitely should be a, a part of any content strategy um, some uh, good uh, destinations have had um, uh, influencers following routes or presenting new products but i think uh, that's that's something growing really fast in china
0: okay so there is. thank you for your time so my last question uh, more personal is what was your most removable travel that you did
1: Oh, okay. I wow, that's uh, yeah. I would say that was two years ago, two thousand. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. I went to California, uh, and I did some this um, routes from uh, Los Angeles to I uh, was in San Francisco, and then Las Vegas. Okay. And I really, really enjoy San Francisco. It was a great city. I had a great time there, and I went with my husband. We were kind of like fresh, fresh in love. <laughs> it was a good, it was a good thing.
0: Okay, because I have to say I prefer San Francisco than Los Angeles. I don't know. The street yeah. is not, is not the same, okay. and uh, I hate Las Vegas. I don't know. It was not my no, no. It, it was. I think it was too much for me.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, I think this wild party and and like gambling is not really for me. But I I had to see it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. me. Yeah. I can yeah. say I, I I went there, but not twice.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. No, and San Francisco was really good. I love the flair. I love the open mentality and everything from history going on there and also having a nice companion, that's all good. Okay. So how
0: can I reach through on internet?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, you can reach me by email, so berenice.pensialec at gmail.com or uh, my website is org. Okay. Or in that <laughs> Berenice <laughs> alec.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, so Berenice, thank you for your time.
1: Thanks, it was very good.
0: Yeah, thank you and I wish, I wish you all the best.
1: Yeah, I wish you too and I wish that uh, many of the of the followers or the people that hear your podcast can profit from the Chinese tourists and we can have a more Chinese friendly destinations yeah. and services
0: in front. I think they will do. so thank you
1: thank you have a nice afternoon bye
0: bye